1: Every win allows him just to bide his time a little bit more because he can trot out the line. These guys have earned their respect. They have earned the right for me to wait as long as I possibly can. So after a win like that one that keeps them in the race and everybody out there can make their predictions of whether or not they think the Penguins are going to make it or not. But... Every win that keeps them in the race, Dubas can just sit back and say, I'm going to read the market while these guys play it out.
3: That's Elliot Friedman on the 32 Thoughts podcast. He's, I think, the preeminent hockey insider. That podcast is one of my favorite listens, really after Steelers season, when you start getting down to the trade deadline, into the nitty-gritty of the NHL season, getting closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs. He says that Kyle Dubas is just going to let this thing play out. And it's something that I argued yesterday. I think that's the pragmatic approach. You don't want to give up on a season when you've got Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Eric Carlson. And the reason I'll include Carlson is because not only did Kyle Dubas include Carlson, but you acquire that guy not because you're in the midst of a rebuild. You acquire Eric Carlson because you want to get bad contracts off the books and you think he's going to help you make the playoffs. So... I think every passing win, you hold on to your guys. Every loss makes it more likely that come March 8th, you trade your players. What I don't necessarily agree with, though, is Friedman's reasoning there. These guys have earned it. Again, I'll argue wait until the 8th. But if Dubis were to trade Gensel today and get a massive haul in return, I don't know that I'd be annoyed. He might be because he'd say, oh, well, you owe it to this core to wait until the eighth. No, you make your own luck, don't you? You earn it through your play. This year's team hasn't earned that benefit. It's Again, it's pragmatic to wait. But have they earned it? I would argue absolutely not. They haven't
2: earned it. Not yet, but, like, I mean, it's like, it's like you just get hired to be, you know, the— head coach of golden state and they're you know what are they 11th or something in the west right now and it's like you go in there and i i would say that i would bet that this team would figure it out i would bet that steph curry Draymond green and clay clay thompson would figure it out because they have done it before that's where i think that they've earned it they've earned the right for us to wait to see if they can overcome what the obstacles are right now they haven't earned anything yet this year crosby has Yes, Crosby has. Crosby has. Latang a uh, little bit. You yeah. Know, a, a little bit. Carlson, outside of the power play, a little bit. Uh, Malkin hasn't. But I, 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 t- I tend to agree f- from his sentiment saying that these guys have earned the right for us to wait to see what happens because of what they are capable of. And it's not like we're guessing here. We are guessing in a way. We have blind faith in a way. But we know that these guys can do something, and I'd be willing to wait to give them the opportunity to figure it
3: out. Yeah, we are absolutely, no question about it, parsing this right now. Yeah. Because I understand that viewpoint. Hey, wait and see if these stars act like stars and drag the rest of the team kicking and screaming, not necessarily into buyer mode, but into non-seller mode. I understand that viewpoint. I don't buy into what Friedman's saying about they've earned it. They they have, I think, the benefit of the doubt that maybe they could turn this thing around. But hey, these guys have earned us not selling. Actually, to this point, they've earned being sellers, if you catch what I'm putting down, if you're picking it up.
2: Again, it's parsing. Yeah. Yeah, I I I see what you're saying. You're saying for the moment, like right now, like the present. Yeah, they've actually earned seven points out of the third
3: place in their division, and they've earned, what, 10 points out of the second wild card spot. That's what this collective group has earned right now. So again, 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 I want to keep stamping down on this. I would wait, but not because this particular group has earned it. If they had earned it, we wouldn't even be talking about them being sellers right now. They have a body of work of 50 games. They'd have earned, oh, we're either buyers or we're standing pat. They have earned the discussion right now that they could be sellers. I would wait until the 8th but not because these guys have earned it. I would wait until the 8th because I think there's a chance that these guys could pull themselves into contention, but I think those are two different things. Let's switch gears here. So Jim Rutherford is the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. This season's been a failure. Last season, though, to me, Doran, is the big disaster. And I think one of the guys who has to own that Is Jim Rutherford for the end of his tenure? Ron Hextall for his bad asset management. I know Penguins fans are really upset right now if this team doesn't make the playoffs, and I get that. The last few years are the great sin. Last year was really wasting maybe your last best chance to do something because Malkin, what he was last year,
1: T-Mobile phone uses over home internet uses during times of congestion.
4: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: This year, Malkin has one goal in his last 19 games. He's got 42 points or whatever in 50-some-odd games. It looks to me like... He can be a factor, but not a difference maker. Last year, I still thought he was a difference maker. And I think Jim Rutherford has to own some of that. And I think, of course, Ron Hextall has to own that too. Why does Rutherford have to own it? Because he just abruptly left? Some of the decisions he was making at the end of his tenure were not good. And then Ron Hextall had to try to fix that. But Ron Hextall was not equipped at fixing that. I blame Hextall more because they did have room last year to augment and add to their bottom six. And their entire top six, Jason Zucker included, Crosby and Malkin, they all played just about every game. Mm -hmm. I think their top six missed six games overall. You've got to do a better job rounding out your roster. You've got to do a better job of building that up. Because if they had, they could have maybe made a run last year. Their top six, I think, was the envy of a lot of teams in the league. They were that good one through six. And so this year, it's been a disaster. But I, I kind of wonder if they had added more, if Dubas had added more to the bottom six, what kind of a difference it really would have made. Because Malkin just doesn't have it. But last year, to me, I will look at as the big missed opportunity. And frankly, the year before that in the playoffs, too, they got hit with terrible luck with Jari getting hurt, Crosby with the concussion, right. Raquel getting hurt. Those two years... If we're looking back on the Penguins' quote-unquote dynasty a decade from now, the missed opportunities for me will probably be 2012 and 2013 where they lost to the Flyers and the Bruins, and then last year against the Rangers, or two years ago against the Rangers, and then last year
2: not being able to make the playoffs with a top six that was absolutely humming. So we're, so we're kind of placing blame on two general managers, and I know how the Hextall tenure went. It wasn't great. But he was brought in and he had to fix a lot of things, right? From what Rutherford... From what I'm picking up what you're putting down here. He had to fix some things that Rutherford left. And then now Dubas had to fix some things that Hextall left. There's only one common denominator here that is probably the issue. And that's, that's the coach. head coach. I mean, it's the same head coach, but different GMs. Now, you, you, you bring people in to fix things. And I get that. Like, you got to fix things. You got to place people. You got to put people in the right spots and get the right players. But... That we're talking about, we're talking about what what Friedman said. They've earned the right to wait. Has Sullivan earned the right to wait as well? Even though that there's so many different times where they he was asked to be the hall, or not the Hall of Fame, but be the Stanley, Stanley could be, be, be the Stanley Cup winning head coach he once was, and it hasn't really panned out.
3: Yeah, he deserves a ton of criticism.
2: Like they talked about him, uh, or Dubas, what last week said that he's good at developing players. Like how many players has he developed? Since Rutherford has been here. Yeah, I don't I don't see that at all. I don't see that in the slightest. If that were the case, then we wouldn't be talking about this right now. We wouldn't be talking about Dubas adding more pieces to the bottom six. He would have developed the bottom six. Yeah, he let Mike Sullivan did, Brian Rust, Jake
3: Gensel in 2017, Connor Sheary in 2016, Matt Murray in 2016, all play. And play the way that they wanted to play. And he took the mistakes. He took the lumps. And those guys grew into good players. Now, anytime there's a young guy, you got to play within our system. Right? you got to play a specific way. And if you play outside of that, you find yourself eating press box nachos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think if he hadn't won the second Stanley Cup, or if Fenway Sports Group never bought the Pittsburgh Penguins, I think he would have been fired after last year. And I think he probably should have been fired after last year. That's what I said. I said these rosters aren't good enough to contend for Stanley Cups. But I said the first time, and this is this is a take going back a few years, I said the first time Mike Sullivan doesn't make the playoffs, that's when you pull a trigger and you can fire the guy. Because the expectation at bare minimum yes. needs to be you make the playoffs. Because the roster wasn't as good. So it shouldn't be, oh, you either win the Stanley Cup Contend for the Stanley Cup or that guy gets axed. But if you don't even make the playoffs, I said, that's when you should get rid of Mike Sullivan. And they didn't. And this year, I think there are two things they could have done, two things they could have done to maybe jolt some life into this organization. That's make a Jim Rutherford move, which is to say make one long before the deadline to shake things up, as he did so often as Penguins general manager, or you press the nuclear button. And you get rid of Mike Sullivan because that always seems to jog a team. Now, would it have made Malkin play better? Would it have made Carlson play better? I, I can't answer that question. I think the answer is probably no on Malkin. But, yeah, they should have fired him last year. And they probably should have fired him at some point this year just to see if something changing would jolt them in the right direction.